You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Gospel Theory. This is Isaac and Trusta Neal, and we are all about finding Christ amidst all of those rumors, those myths, and those incorrect definitions. And Merry Christmas. This is one of our Christmas... <laughs> Christmas specials. I guess yeah, Christmas that. episodes. So today we're going to focus on some Christmas symbols. What are some symbols of Christmas, Isaac? Uh, there's the tree, there's the star, there's um, poinsettias are symbols. Um how about scriptural symbols? Think about the the birth of Jesus Christ. Just the symbols of that night he was born. There's the star. Okay, there was a star. Um, manger. Good. And the barn-ish. <laughs> okay, where he would be born is a possibility. Yeah. Um swaddling clothes is another one of those symbols oh, yeah. of that night. Yeah. As well as um Virgin Mary. Okay. So we're gonna let's talk about those symbols, those actual symbols that God God gave us that prophesied in the Old Testament would happen here on that night. Now we've added more. We've added poinsettias and yeah. symbolism to that. And we've added trees and we've added bells and, and, and they have biblical meanings. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we're let's just talk about those symbols for that night. For that night. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's start with, well, let's start with it like an overview of holy days. Do you know what holy days means? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> Right? Yes, Sunday is a holy day. It is absolutely 100% a holy day. We get our word holidays from the word holy day. Okay. Okay. So Jesus Christ gave the Jews seven holy days to help them remember what he had done in their past and what he will do in their future. Passover is considered one of those. Passover is what he did in their past, right? Yep. I saved you from the Egyptians. Remember that I saved you from the Egyptians. Yeah. Okay. And then he has other ones that I'm going to come in the second coming and I will come. And these are those holy days. And then they added two more. The um, Hanukkah and uh, Purim are the two that they've been, that, that have added to those seven. So now there's nine. Okay. Um, but there are nine specific holy days. But let's um, just talk about the word holy means to set apart. Sunday is set apart from the rest of the, rest week. Of the week. Yeah. yeah A holy Christmas is set apart from every any other day of the year. Right. Our holy days are set apart from what we normally do. Yes. So I love that. Holy means set apart. To be made holy, to be made sanctified means to be made holy or to be set apart. That's pretty cool. Cool. That's a very temple word too. 
Now, if everything points to Jesus Christ, and it does, we have that written in the scriptures many times, right? If everything points to Jesus Christ, even the symbols of his birth will point back to him. Am I right? So if all the holy days did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when was he born? We know that. Through Uh, Joseph Smith taught us. It wasn't in December. Nope, it wasn't in December. I want to say around April, March. April 6th. April 6th, okay. So it was almost around the same time as Easter. Mm -hmm. Well, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, which I always thought was interesting. (laughs) I wondered why, but... I mean, so then it would be exactly 33 years, almost yeah. exactly to the day. So nothing is insignificant to Christ, right? Right. He was born in the springtime. Jesus Christ was born in the spring when new life was coming about. Right, which totally makes sense. Yeah. When was he resurrected? Um, in the spring as well. April 3rd. Yeah. In the spring when new life was coming <laughs> about, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. When was Joseph Smith born? Around that same time, too? No. No, in December. He was born December 23rd, which we're about to celebrate, right? That's right. That is the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year. Uh, Yeah. He was born in the apostasy, the darkest time in the history of the world. Which he kind of was. Yeah, right? yeah, well, 100%. We were just coming out of the dark days when Joseph Smith was... was yeah, right. Was and then, and well, we had the Reformation, which is leading up to it. But he, but the, symbolically, he was born in the darkest day of the year, right? When did he die? In the spring again? No, in the summer, in the summer solstice, when the most light was given on the planet. Interesting. Of the year. So is there any, like, real significance in that? Oh, well, I'm assuming there is. That's what <laughs> huge, this podcast is all about. Right, right. Huge, huge significance here. So we're not just talking, um, you know, the, 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 he was born and died in spring on purpose for a reason, for the season of yeah. spring to tell us about, to tell us something, right? To teach us that I'm bringing new life. This is who I am. So even the day he was born, is significant wow. to teaching us this is who I am. Beautiful, huh? Indeed. Okay, so let's see what happens just before we've got angels. You know what the word angel means, right? We well, just talked about it in the show prep, but I don't remember. <laughs> messenger. Messenger. Of God. Angel. Messenger. El. God. Angel. Messenger of God. Yeah, and that's all what angels do. Yeah. And that's all they do. That's what they're representative, right? They are representatives of Jesus Christ going to do his work, what he's asked them to do, and they will go back and report and turn and report as if Jesus had come and done it. That's yeah. what angels are doing. And that's what modern day angels do. That's what resurrected angels do. That's what translated angels do. That's what angels do. Okay. Even living angels. Some you can be an angel to me, right? Yeah, I guess good. Yeah, you definition. can. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so there were many, many, and we won't get into all of the angel stuff, but there's there's quite a bit. But let's talk about where he was born. Um, in Jerusalem. So I served a mission in Holland. Do you know what the word Holland means? Holiday? 
<laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> Holy day. I wish, right? It means really... wooded land. Wooded land. There are tons of trees. They were so poor when they first got there that they made their shoes out of trees because there were so many trees. Yeah. Right? There's it's a wooded land. That's that what it sense. really literally means. And there are forests everywhere in Holland. But let's go down now to Jerusalem. Any trees in Jerusalem? Not one. Except olive trees. <laughs> olive trees, <laughs> almond <sagebrush>. trees. <laughs> and I don't know sagebrush, but they had bushes. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, small, knotty trees that would be very difficult to make shoes with. Or wood in general. Just yeah. Anything, tables, anything. Yeah. yeah, so what did they make their stuff out of? What was in plenty in Jerusalem? Stone. Yes, stone. Very much stone. Tons and tons and tons of stone. Right? So they made their tables out of stone. They made their chairs out of stone. I don't think they made their shoes out of stone. No, that would be, <laughs> that would be heavy. <laughs> Never thought about that before. But their mangers. Mangers are where they feed their cattle, right? Troughs. Their troughs, yeah. Their, the manger or the trough was made out of a stone. Yeah, definitely that would. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So when he was a carpenter, I think a better name might have been Mason. Yeah, but wouldn't that just mean the interpretation? I mean, the translation getting lost in that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably yeah, yeah. So he was a maker of furniture, or maker of stone been, furniture, maker of... He was a carpenter of stone. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what he could have been, yeah. Um, so there, most likely he was put in a stone manger. Now, what is manger? What is a manger? We just said it was a trough for... Yeah, to feed the animals. Mm -hmm. And it might not have been to feed the animals. We've I've been studying oh, and really? learning. Yeah. It might have been to drink water. Because it's not like they lived in a very, very rich in water land, right? They had to give their animals water because they lived in a desert right they couldn't just bring them to water they right. actually had to provide, uh, provide the water, water for them yeah. Makes sense. yeah well at least wells, in the city so. right yeah exactly or had to take them to the well or something but yeah so it's probably water it's probably a place for water now we know that he was born in bethlehem and do you remember what the word bethlehem means house of bread Okay. So Jesus was born in the house of bread. Because he's the bread of life. Because he's the bread of life, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. That's kind of in a manger, most likely for water for the animals. Yeah, especially if you put it in this context. And therefore he's the, what kind of water does Christ, is Christ? What kind of water? Clear? No, if he's the bread of life, he's also the, uh, what kind of water is Christ? Living. The living water. Yeah. Living. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Space there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know you know this. I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah you got it. Yeah, so he's the living water. So again, the manger where he's sleeping is prophesied of what he's going to become. He's going to become the living water. Okay. The place that he dwells or he, the place where he was born, the house of bread, is prophesying of who he would be. The bread of life, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then the star comes 
the lights, the night sky for the shepherds to see and for the wise men later to follow. And that star is the light. So he is the Christ is the light, light of, the world. of the light of the world. Exactly. So all of these things testify of things that he would become and he would be and names that he would have. Yeah, like I said in the previous podcast, there's always a logical thing and a spiritual thing connected to it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that just, yeah, just makes sense. Yep. Okay, the other sign of when he was born was going to be swaddling clothes. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. What are swaddling clothes? Poor clothes? Lots of people think that. Mm -hmm. um, the clothes that you could swaddle? What does swaddle mean? I just, what do you do when you, you, you do that with a baby where you put them into a little thing? Isn't that what swaddling is? Yeah, that's what swaddling is. Yeah. So what, what, what's Clothes another one? meant to swaddle. I mean, <laughs> to wrap around. In, right? In compass, okay. Yeah, to wrap around. Like a um, the talk given at the at the Christmas thing was she described a swaddling clothes as a divine hug. A divine hug. <laughs> yeah. To wrap cool. around, to wrap wrap, okay. wrap the baby in, right? And swaddling clothes. Now, there's several different theories and ideas, but um, some of the ones I like are swaddling clothes are the what the women would wear over their heads, and you would wear that your whole life. And it usually had a pattern on it that represented your tribe that you were from or your household that you were from. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah, and so, and she probably had several of them. And she just took one of them and wrapped her baby in it. That would make sense. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just about being poor because you use those for yourself. Right. For around your head to cover your face and the windstorms and all these kinds of things. They were there for you. That makes sense. To, 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 to swaddle your clothes, your babies with. And then the babies probably, if they were girls, they probably continued to use that same cloth, right? It wasn't like cloths like we have now. You can just tons of cloths but the women would make these cloths for their children and for their babies okay does make sense all right so let's um one of my favorites let's see if i can find it really here quick one of my favorite things about the word swaddling is found in the word in the book of job job is describing the creation of the world okay okay so he's creating the world and he says um, finally, Job, the comparison, da, 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 the sea broke forth as if it issued forth out of the womb. So it's a birth. Like he's, he's describing the creation story like a birth of a baby, issuing out of the womb through water, right? That's a baby being born. Then the, the, then the Lord swaddled the newborn earth with clouds of softness and darkness. Can you imagine? You see the earth is swaddled in cl cl clouds, it is, it is, right? Yeah. Is it not? So this is also a prophecy, right? A prophecy that the baby's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Huh. What Christ created, the earth himself, is he himself will be swaddled too. So another testimony that Jesus Christ is the creator of the world. So we've got light of the world. We've got living water. We've got yeah, all of the signs of, of life is is the definition of who he is. Yes, that's really cool. Yes, and it just, again, it just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. 
And yeah, there's, there's more, but it's, I think that is just, just a taste of some of the things that are, um, that always point to Christ. Like they, everything points to Christ, but specifically his birth talked about his characteristics and his missions that he would do. It was a testimony of who he would be. So what does that, so what, so what, what does that say about us? Well, I know this is kind of going into the gaming world a little bit, but I know when you, you play a game and usually they're RPG fantasy games, a lot of the time they will have signs of the stars that will mean certain things, oh. which is interesting. So any what what sign were you born under, right? What sign? Of the, and we do kind of do that with Zodiacs today. Mm-hmm. We have like, what sign are you born in? And this will mean that certain thing. Right, whether you believe in it or not, or whether it works or not, or you know, it's interesting that this is the signs of your birth is is a prophecy or has meaning behind who you're you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So that had to be true for Christ, so it must be true for us. So that's kind of a cool thing, yeah, to learn about. Um, but yeah, I don't understand like why it was so important yeah why so what if all of what christ was born under and his old symbols pointed to his mission isn't it a possibility that ours did too well it had to right yeah so so think about like the, the the circumstances of your own birth maybe talk to your parents about your birth story what does that say about your mission or does it Maybe it doesn't, yeah, right? It doesn't. Um, but I think there is some significance to the constellation that you're born in. I'm born in the constellation of um, Aquarius or the water bearer. And that signifies to Christ as master teacher. He's got this little symbol that he's pouring out water of, creating these giant two rivers, one to push away Satan and one to feed the church. Oh, so yeah, that's a teacher, is. right? Yeah. Taking out all of those negative, bad beliefs, bad definitions, yeah. right? Pushing it away. Yeah. And what are we doing here? The that's same right, thing, yeah. right? And feeding the church. I know without a doubt that's my personal mission. And it, the constellation proves it to me. Interesting. Okay? And I believe that about with all constellations. And maybe we can do some podcasts on that. But the constellations that we're born under are messages, messages, messages to us as well. So that's one way. Okay. Maybe the days that we're born, you know, are we born in the winter solstice or summer so solstice and stuff like that? For Christ to have all of those signs, just maybe kind of like what we talked about in the last podcast, that there would be no doubt that he was born and his purpose would be clear. Mm-hmm. And so that way we know that if his purpose is clear, our purpose is clear as well. Yeah. We may just not know it. Right. And it may be fuzzy and we take our patriarchal blessing and we do our best to try to see what's going to happen. Um, but just know that God has a plan for us as well as he did for his son, Jesus Christ. A hundred percent. God has a plan for us. Individually. Yes. And yes. that's something that we, you know, a lot of us, we don't think that way anymore. A lot of people don't think that. Or at least the Eastern view it didn't believe that it was more of a collective kind of deal but what i love about christ is it's all about and everything that he teaches is all about the individual 
Yes. And if, if what's true for him, it's going to be true for us. The one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is trying to teach us no matter, on all things that he does, right? He's teaching us that we matter to him, to God, personally and individually. And it matters when we were born. It matters what we're doing and what we're choosing. It matters the day that we were born. If it mattered to Joseph Smith, it matters to us too. Yeah. So don't go and go crazy about the Zodiacs or anything. You should definitely take her course on that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a course, uh, you can, I think you can find it on uh, calltolearn.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Actually, there's a couple courses now let's, that we can ones. talk about. Yeah, uh, so go to university. Dot called to learn learn and then look up um, constellation class there are two of them one is a 12 one 12 talks about all 12 constellations and then there's an advanced one after that but yeah check that out if you want to uh the second one in the zodiacs with god with with christ specifically the 12 meant to be yeah (laughs) how it was originally yeah. yeah, how it was originally. And then also we've been talking about all of these symbols and um, uh, forgotten symbols, right? The forgotten symbols yeah, for of, the of Christmas. And so I do have a course on all of these, an individual course on each one of these. And it's on calltolearn.com. You can just go to holidays and you'll find and look up forgotten symbols of Christmas. And these are the symbols that we talk about. And so you can just choose the ones that you want to learn more about and go on there for that. Definitely go check that out. That was yeah. a, that's a that's on the blog, right? Um, there is a blog, but there's also a course, a whole course on just the symbols of Christmas. That's awesome. The forgotten symbols of Christmas is what it's called. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for um, listening to this podcast today. Um, obviously, we want you to write uh, uh, write us uh, review. Give us a five-star rating so that more people can find us, but also share us on social media. We wish you a Merry Christmas and all that stuff. In Holland, we say Predika Kerstache. What does that mean? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. I just did not. <laughs> yep. yep. Merry Christmas. So thank you very much. Yep. Bye. Bye. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.